You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. But why Will Trent? He's good police and he's objectively hot. See crime. Put out an Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hey, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. All right, so our next theory is from user Stealth Moles, and it is that for friends, the reason Joey is slow is that because he might have ADHD. So <laughs> let me just get into this really quickly, and then I have a few things to say. This one will be pretty short. The reason Joey is slow is because he might have ADHD. This is where your mind doesn't focus as well as others. This is why he is always slipping up, slipping away from the conversation and thinking about food or sex. As a kid, uh, this was not diagnosed, so he probably didn't get an education due to this due to this disability, which is why he doesn't understand all the big words like thesaurus or unconstitutional, or doesn't connect the dots or understand air quotes. And he may have gotten he may have gotten this when he was a baby because he mentions in the show that his parents didn't really care when he hurt himself; they would just be like. Oh, Joey electrocuted himself again, or Joey fell down the stairs. And then the reuser says, I suffer from ADHD, so I can see how hard it is for one to focus. That's their theory. I am going to jump into a couple of comments on this. I just okay. start this off. User Zazzy Blasmataz <laughs> says, That's good. Yeah, says, I'm an adult with ADHD. I was only diagnosed a few years ago because I went to a psychiatrist for what I thought was some sort of weird amnesia because I can't really remember or retain information. I grew up on Friends and always felt connected to Joey. I think your theory has legs, big ups. And then the next comment is from Charlie Razzles. I wonder if he's related to Zazie Blasmataz. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> he says, I would agree with this. He's impulsive. Think till buying and bird buying. He's got addiction issues, mainly naked time. He hyperfixates on Rachel and the cheesecake and his hobbies, uh, chasing the dopamine that never lasts long, building the TV unit, the encyclopedia, the car, dancing, jumping from job to job, etc. His emotions go from one to 10 really quickly. And he says it's because he's an actor, but maybe not. And then he daydreams a lot. He's very inattentive. I'd be happy to call Joey one of us. That, that so, comment is like negative two. It got so many downvotes. I'm like, I don't understand why it got downvoted. It seems. Yeah. I don't understand like, what people are thinking with that. But I, I think both of those comments kind of help put legs under this theory. And as out of the three of us, the Friends fan, I am totally behind this theory. I think it's 
great. I, it makes a lot of sense thinking back on all of Joey's man mannerisms and everything. And yes, it's probably just the writers making a, a doofy Italian handsome guy as one of the characters. But let us have our fun and come up with an actual reason for it. You know, it, it makes sense just uh, with all the things they listed. Like he's always just spacing off and his he has a hard time focusing on a lot of things. Yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this one, but I tend to agree with him. Laura, what do you think? You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about how nowadays we're looking back at at different things in pop culture, television, movies, and we're starting to diagnose people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because things we didn't have a definitive diagnosis for so many things for such a long time. We just knew yeah. what those attributes were and we ascribed them to so many people. I think people are even going back to like Popeye and starting to diagnose those characters like Bluto and olive oil and all of them with some kind of different either physical or mental ailment. And yeah. so we're starting to find these things in all of these people that we didn't have before. And I think it when the show was on the air, we had ADD, but we didn't have ADHD as yeah. like in the uh, I remember I, I know the name of the the DSM. Is that what it is? Dallas Summer Musicals? <laughs> no, the book that they use to diagnose Mental. It is offhand. You might be right. Know. Okay. Um. We'll go with DSM for now. Oh Lord, <laughs> if we're wrong. We are gonna just oh. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I totally can see that. Of we've known people. We're and we're seeing that happen a lot nowadays with people being diagnosed as adults with this thing because we didn't know about it when we were kids. We had the symptoms, but we didn't know about ADHD. Mm -hmm. And it's happening in adults, and I could see Joey Tribbiani being coming back and finally seeing a therapist, finally seeing a psychiatrist, and them going, "Oh, here's what it is: you have ADHD," mm -hmm. and have just a light bulb will go off for him then, <laughs> and maybe he can finally get some help for that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I will. Okay, say Spencer, I really want to come to you on this because I know that you have a special perspective on this. I do have special because I am special. I do have ADHD. It is a pain to live with for a number of reasons. But tell me it, about it. I live <laughs> yes uh, for me and my wife. But I the comment that you read the second one from Charlie Razzles, like all the issues, the hyperfixations, <laughs> the chasing the dopamine that never lasts long. I mean that is it, a lot of people always think of it as oh you just can't concentrate and just kept focused. There's so much more to it than that, um, that I'm learning every day. It's like, oh, and I think a lot of people are unfortunately attributing falsely some of their quirks as ADHD. So it's getting watered down as far as the severity of it. And as far as it's kind of more of a joke and it's fine. And it can be a joke. I like to laugh at it. It's fine. But I think people still need to not just say oh i have adhd flippantly um because it is a condition and it does make life hard in, in many instances but i think laura i really like what you were saying about looking back and diagnosing people things we didn't know at the time and the top comment on this one is you might be giving the writers too much credit they just made joey a dumb but lovable italian stud but kind of going in line with what you're saying laura is they may have unintentionally wrote him like that and, oh here are all his little quirks here are the things that make him funny but in hindsight, that just happens to be like maybe they're thinking of this person with these types of attributes. 
And that person is a person with ADHD. So they inadvertently created a character suffering from ADHD. I, I watched Friends a little bit. My sister is a nut, Friends nut. Um, so I was hard to avoid growing up. I can definitely see it. Some, you know, understanding all big words. Uh, that's hard sometimes. <laughs> and um, yeah, there are just some really good examples, both in this theory and in the comments on the kind of, that definitely support that. Yeah. Theory. Cool. Well, you guys ready to rate this one? Yeah, this has been yep. a great discussion. So, uh, Michael, why don't you tell us what those ratings are? So this is how our rating scale goes. We start at the top with genius level. This is basically a theory that's so good, we believe it's better than the actual canon. Next down is plausible. This is a good theory that's just believable. Next down is unlikely. It's an okay theory, not terrible, but it's probably pretty unlikely. And then last, we have preposterous. This is a theory that's just stupid. Um, Laura, why don't you kick us off? Okay. Uh, I'm going with genius on this. This is going to be my canon. Like I was saying before, and Spencer, you supported this of we're able to look back now at some things and go, oh, this person actually had blah, blah, blah. I think that's definitely the case here. They have, he has ADHD. Yeah. So yes, genius level. That's my canon of friends, even though I never watched that show. <laughs> Yeah, as somebody who watched and still loves Friends and still watches Friends at least once a year, I am also going to give it a genius. Uh, the evidence that was presented is good enough for me. It, it makes sense, and especially with what you added, Spencer, that, that just really makes it, like Laura said, my own headcanon now. So whether it's true or not, that's that's what I'm going to believe. Yeah, and when I first read it, I was like, okay, this is just some fun kind of thing. But no, I'm going to go with genius too, I think. It is a good explanation for everything that's going on. So good theory. Okay, so I've been super excited to go over this fan theory with you guys. And this is from user Large Rosin from Reddit. Peter Parker does, in fact, possess the male spider's ability to hypnotize females. Okay, so in No Way Home, which we have predetermined, we are past the point of needing to have a spoiler warning on this. That's correct. Come on. Yeah. Get on it, it guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Come on. All right. So there's a moment in No Way Home where MJ is reading the news and sees someone's theory that Spider-Man can hypnotize females like a male spider supposedly can. This is played off as a joke as though it's absurd that he can't actually do it. But Large Rosin actually thinks he does have this ability. Whether they realize this is the case or not, all three live-action versions of Peter seem to be able to do it. And yes, we are talking about hypnotizing them by making them fall in love with him. All right, and they lay out the case really well. We're going to go beat by beat, starting with Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Ooh, He's a yeah. massive yeah, hit nice. with the ladies. First, there's Mary Jane, who seems to have no interest in Peter. She's like... Absolutely not interested in him at all. But then suddenly seems to fall madly in love with him once he becomes Spider-Man. I remember, you know, thinking that was kind of odd that happened. Um, then you have Betty Batty Brandt, who is constantly nice to him at the Daily Bugle. And by Spider-Man 3 is clearly very infatuated with him. She's even repulsed by Eddie Brock flirting with her in a similar way. Isn't that weird? Yeah. All right. Oh, yes. Also, Gwen Stacy, who was dating Eddie Brock, appears to break up with him due to being attracted to Peter after briefly. Uh, oh, yeah. And briefly dating him. Come on. 
All right. Yeah. So finally, there's Ursula Ditkovich, who is again blatantly in love with him. And he's even able to order her around to bake him cookies and bring him milk. I can't yeah. even get you to do that for me. Because you're not yeah. my spider lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along. Next, there's Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. And while he doesn't have as many lady friends, we can still see the effect work on his version of Gwen. While it may seem like she's interested in him before he becomes Spider-Man, she seems to also get the impression that he is stalking her. And this fear just totally dissipates once he gets his spider powers as the his hypnosis begins. <laughs> And finally, we have Tom Holland's Spider-Man, again, has the ladies under his control. This one is far more, uh, is more far spread as far as his hypnosis net. So first, we have Liz Toomes, who makes it clear that she finds Spider-Man attractive, not knowing that he's Peter. Then she constantly puts up with being ditched by Peter and doesn't give up on him until she's literally forced to move away. Next... MJ is clearly attracted to Peter right from the start. Not much to this, but just another example of women being entranced by him. And now time for a more wild point. And this is where I think it gets fun. I'm excited. Yes. So a lot of people think Captain Marvel is being flirtatious towards Peter when she meets him in Endgame. Now, I'm not going to comment on that too much and get her in trouble, seeing as he's underage and she's 60 years old at that point. Mm. (laughs) However, anyone else think it's weird that basically every female hero was able to show up at once? Let's see. I think part of my theory was cut out here. In Endgame, and I'm going to fill in the blank here. In Endgame, in the final battle, when Peter was carrying the gauntlet and he gets knocked down then all of the female heroes come up and surround him and and they are going to take it from there right anybody else think that's weird that they all just show up once peter was hurt almost like they're arriving to protect their spider lord (laughs) honestly it seems as though these peters don't meet any women that aren't at least slightly in love with them so that's the theory That's the theory, huh? Yes. And now okay. yeah. I'm ready to so, discuss. All right. So let's start by, can anybody name any women that aren't at least slightly in love with Peter? So who does it like? Okay. So on Civil War, who he's on Iron Man's team? Yes. Right? Yeah. Who's Who else is on that team? Isn't Black Widow? Yep. Okay. I think she's the only female on that team. Yeah. She doesn't seem to be infatuated by him. Or does she? Or does she is she? a spider. She is a black widow spider. Maybe maybe that's her repellent. <laughs> maybe that's why, because she is a spider. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. What oh, what are you thinking, Laura? What what are your thoughts about this theory I, since you brought it up? I just really like that I that would be what explains why now all the women are gonna take it from here in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no. Our spider lord needs help. <laughs> and they all come yeah. rushing up at once. And I mean, think about who all that is. That's talking about Pepper Potts. Yes. Wasp. Mm-hmm. Valkyrie. Uh, all is of it Witch? Them. Scarlet Witch? Yeah. 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 Shiri. Or no, wait. No, she isn't at that point. She's back in, in Wakanda proper. But No, I'm wow. pretty sure Shiri's there. 
Oh, you think she came out of the tower after that? I'm pretty sure she came out. Uh, I'm pretty sure she came out uh, with Black Panther whenever they came through. Do the yeah, 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 through the portal. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, um, I might be getting Infinity War in mixed up with Endgame, but yeah, they all these women who do not know each other, like the way that the previous phases of Marvel have been. If there's been much crossover. Main interactions are between male superheroes, not so much the female superheroes because they're all they've all been secondary to the story. Right. So the fact that now all of a sudden these women are like, yeah, we know each other and we're going to fight together because we know <laughs> each other's fighting styles so we can perfectly complement each other. <laughs> Seems a little weird unless they're being puppeted by Spider-Man. By the writers? <laughs> oh, Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. um, hmm. I kind of like that, but I, I mean, it's also okay. so true of Peter's always, I mean, he's supposed to be the nerdy, dorky man, not, mm -hmm. and yet there are a lot of women interested in him. Okay, so I so, will say, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. No, okay, well, ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> um, just putting it out there, I think that Tom Holland and even Andrew Garfield, to an extent, are attractive young men. Tobey Maguire, not so much, in my opinion. <laughs> so I think if we want to use that theory in his movies, then okay. I, I, I need a reason for the ladies to be infatuated with him. Especially um, when he gets the Venom's symbiote. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow, yikes. But when it comes to Andrew Garfield and, and Tom Holland, it's like, okay. I mean, hey, if, if I was MJ or Gwen, you know, I'm, and I didn't know if they had what spider powers. What are you trying powers, to say then, here? Just saying that they're good-looking guys, that's all. <laughs> so I would like to say, not really to counter that or to really go along with it, it's just kind of parallel. Um, my thought on this is that as a nerdy, dorky guy myself, I just like to think that there are women that are attracted to that. It's, like, charming <laughs> to them. So right? they don't have well, to be attractive, I mean, which would explain I mean, Tobey Maguire. But, I did marry yeah, you, I, Spencer. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, I do really like this theory. I think it would be a fun explanation for a lot of things. And it makes the, like you said, the scene in Endgame, whenever they all surround him, much more fun than it even was already. Because mm -hmm. it's like, because it, I like to think that they're not like consciously thinking, oh, let's save our spider lord. They're, it's just like this unconscious thing in the middle of the battle. Oh, yeah. They're just like drawn to, to come to him. And then they're all there and then they're like let's team up and fight yeah and i think that's really cool but it's one of those yeah. it's one of those abilities he doesn't realize he has yet like yes. spider or the uh, the people with superpowers you know sometimes they discover a new ability that they didn't mm -hmm. know they had and don't know how to yeah. use it and so this is one he hasn't he's utilizing without realizing it so he's like okay i need lots of help to help us fight thanos right now oh it just happens to be all these ladies and he just so hasn't put it together yet. So he's basically like Jack from The Incredibles of a new power shows up every once but in a while. Just... I will say there is a problem is he doesn't really utilize the ability in No Way Home. How would he? I don't know if he has a need to use it. Exactly. That's what I mean. That makes that no doesn't sense. doesn't necessarily <laughs> refute the fact that he's got it. It's just that he doesn't need to necessarily use it in that movie. There's not really a situation where it would call for it. That's my opinion. Would, would he need it to get Gwen Stacy or Betty? That's what this theory laid out. Was That's why they were ever attracted to him was out of nowhere. Well, just, that's okay, what I'm well, saying no. is 
why aren't there other ladies just showing up attracted to him in No Way Home? Because there are no other ladies. Those are background roles, and they're not getting that pay bump. <laughs> okay. Yep. So his ability strictly works on background or secondary characters in the MCU, not well, on actual, principal like... roles. Yeah, okay. they're not. It's right. not. It doesn't work well, on anybody. Okay. I like to think below a certain that... pay point. <laughs> I like to think that it maybe has something to do with like proximity and the amount of time spent with the people. The more time that that the the women spend with him, the stronger the effect has on them. Mm, so like these it. people that he randomly meets on the street, they might have like a fleeting little interest as he walks by. They might like check him out, but it's not going to be anything more than that. It's only those that are around him more often that are going to start actually developing uh, these feelings. How long was the wasp around him before Endgame? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know, Spencer. Stop it. I'm just thinking. Got think to think these through. I think I know what you're going to say, but I think it now no, it's time to rate this I'm going to surprise you. Okay, so I don't want to start us off. I want to hear what you think. First, let's start with Michael, though. Spencer, oh, you wait. Okay. <laughs> so I, like I said before, I actually like this theory a lot. I don't think it quite reaches the genius level because there are a few little holes in the theory, but I'm definitely going to give it a solid plausible. So... It's good enough for, for me to agree with it. I will agree with you, sir. I agree that it is plausible. It's totally plausible. There's nothing that, like, inherently destructs it other than my brain. But, like, plot-wise and things, there's nothing that actively says that this can't actually be true. So, we sure, I think it's a plausible explanation for some sometimes believable things other times unbelievable things <laughs> and i'll agree as well this is a plausible theory i haven't done much research on if it really is a thing that male spiders give off i would assume it would be like a pheromone response mm -hmm. um uh but i thought i thought that spider woman does something like that uses pheromones yeah if i remember correctly she that's one of her like main abilities is manipulating pheromones in a certain way it's, i haven't read too many spider woman comics but just my base <laughs> surface knowledge i feel like that's that's correct okay so if that's like a true thing that male spiders can do or spiders utilize as pheromones we got to get something that's a little more on the nose of an actual spider like ability spidey sense don't i don't think that's a thing other than related to sensing something out in their web and right. The spot, the web doesn't come out of his uh, butt. That's got to go. get something closer to being like a real spider. I got something yep. for you right here. Let's hear it. In the spiders, pheromones are generally emitted by females and received by males. But this pattern is not universal. Female spiders emit cuticular and or silk-based sex pheromones, which can be airborne or received via contact with chemoreceptors on male pedipalps. All right. And that is from pubmed.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. All right. Just keep okay. your pinapalps to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Next. There is a corner of Los Angeles where dreams are brought to life. The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Where stars are born. Rated by of the world! Where legends are made. Oh, for over a hundred years, the world has been captivated by Hollywood. 
But just beneath the stardust lie a million more fascinating stories. Tales of heroism, villainy, betrayal, passion, tragedy and triumph that when sewn together form an incredible history. The Secret History of Hollywood. Available now wherever you get podcasts. Monsters are as old as humanity itself. Monsters embody our fears. Yet, they help us define the boundaries of what it means to be human. We know most monsters aren't real. Yet, we can use monsters to learn about reality. Psychology, biology, folklore, literature, critical thinking. We're on a journey to learn about the world through the lens of monsters. And we hope you'll come along with us. Subscribe at monstertalk.org. All right, so I found this theory, and I've been wanting to talk about it ever since I did, because I like it. It talks about my all-time favorite movie called The Batman. Dun, 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 dun. And uh, so this is from Rick Sanchez C614, and the title of his theory is Bella Real is working with the Riddler in The Batman. What? Just thinking about this on my second watch, Bella Real is very young candidate for mayor. In the scene where incumbent mayor Don Mitchell is murdered, the news states clearly that she is only 28 years old, and Don refers to her as my young opponent when describing how she wants to cut the Gotham renewal program, the same program that the Riddler wants to expose for its corruption. Could it be that Bella Real was also an orphan and is working with the Riddler to expose the corruption? Why does the Riddler want to kill her anyway? They are both working towards the same goal, and all of the Riddler's victims are clearly connected to the Gotham Renewal Program and corruption, except her. Why doesn't the Riddler henchman shoot her when she is behind the stage at the election celebration? He has a clear shot, but waits till she gets on stage to take the shot, and then misses. I think he missed purposefully, and this is because they don't want to kill her, but want to solidify her as a hero to the people. To help do this, Bella staged the election uh, celebration in the shelter, because she knew the seawall flood would gather people there. She states this when talking to the officer at the celebration and argues about getting as many people in. And the more people to see her get shot, the more support she would gain as mayor, allowing her to squash corruption. Plus, for the Riddler's plan to work at all, he must have known the location of the celebration well before the movie and that Bella must win the election. This is why he killed the mayor first, so that she could win the election and then they could stage the shooting. The Riddler's main goal was to get Bella elected so that she could fight corruption. So that's the theory. Okay. I find it very intriguing. Mm-hmm. I think there are some good points. I want to clarify a couple of things. He says that the Riddler's henchman missed. He did shoot her, but he mm-hmm. got Gordon pushed her, and she got shot in the arm, I believe, or on the shoulder or something. Definitely not a kill shot. And so that was the main thing. There's a couple of weird wordings in the sentence, but I think you all got the idea of it. I'm going to go straight to... Let's see. Michael, how many times have you seen the movie? I think three now. Laura, you've seen it twice? I saw it twice in theaters. You probably have seen it fresh. When was the last time you saw it, Michael? Oh, man, it was three weeks ago. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to go to you, Michael. Or did you want to go next, Laura? No, it's fine. But I do have an important question to ask. Okay, no, let's go with the question first. What's what's your question? Okay, so we know, or at least 
this this user, I'm sorry, I forgot the name, OP. Rick Sanchez. Uh, Rick Sanchez. He lays out that, I mean, the Riddler's plan was all to do with the renewal fund and bringing the rat into the light. Mm-hmm. That's been done. Mission accomplished. What else is there to do next for the Riddler? Because at the end of the movie hints at a continuation of his story, but what else is there to do now? Because that was what that's what drove him to start plotting was when he found out about the renewal plan and that's led him to find who was really behind all of this and get Batman to take care of that side of it, of bringing the rat into the light. So I'm just, I'm curious of what's the payoff for the Riddler with you bring up partnering with Bella. Yeah, I well, have I was a little say, bit of an explanation for part of what your question was. I was just going to say that's one of the big, pe- for people that want to hate on the film, they say, oh, well, the third act doesn't make any sense. Like, why does Riddler, he's just been taking out the people that are corrupt and all of a sudden he just goes on, sets up this terrorist event. So that doesn't make any sense. But I, it makes sense to me, Michael, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that this is probably not entirely what like what's left for him, but I know at least one of the things that's left untaken care of uh, by the Riddler is the fact that he was trying to kill Bruce Wayne as well, and he didn't mm. succeed in that. And I know that that's he, true. in the prison cell, he was upset about that when he was talking to, to Batman. That's Bruce. at least one thing on his list left to do. I don't know if he's got anything else concrete, or if he just wants to just cause as much chaos as possible. Maybe he's... <laughs> because this is kind of an origin almost origin story for the Riddler because uh, we mm-hmm. don't see the classic Riddler in this movie. We see the predecessor to that and we start seeing the classic Riddler a little more towards the end of the movie. And right. so I think that maybe it could just be that he's getting to the point where he just enjoys doing this and he's I want to keep doing this. This is fun for mm-hmm. me. So you think he's going to develop that yeah. thirst for blood, a bloodlust yeah. out of it. Okay. Exactly. Before, let's see, I've got a couple comments here. Before I do, let's see, do y'all have any any comments or like any things to pick apart or questions or support for the theory? I guess one of the things I'm thinking about here, again, so we've established, we think he wants to take out Batman. Or I mean, sorry, he wants to take out Bruce Wayne. Because ultimately what it comes down to Riddler's big thing in the majority of the movie is rooting out corruption, clearing the slate, getting rid of getting the rat to the light, revealing the truth behind um, whatever the thing is. And one of his goals was to get Bella elected. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm just I, again, I'm stuck on. What what would be the connection there between them? So what he's saying is they work together so that uh, renewal. And so that includes getting rid of the mayor and putting someone in his place that is good for the city. Um, someone that will do good, that will put a, a clean slate for the city, if you will. You know, if it wasn't that, then really the order of when the mayor's killed, all that doesn't really matter. Um but in this particular instance, they're saying that they're working together so that she could like the last sentence he has is the Riddler's main goal was to get Bella elected so that she could fight corruption. So that's that would answer that question. It, it's just so then is he just crying at the end because he didn't get Bruce Wayne? I think that part, in my opinion, the way I took it was he was upset. Yes, because he didn't get Bruce Wayne, but I think he was more upset because he realized that Batman was not actually going to work with him. 
because yeah. that's one one of his goals the whole time. He thinks that, that Batman's gonna be see things from his point of view and work with him on this. And whenever Bruce Wayne shows up as Batman in Arkham and starts talking to him through the cell, it's it becomes clear to Riddler that so Batman's not working with him. Yeah, yeah. And this that's is not how it's supposed it. to yeah. go. Yeah, but then like when he's crying in the cell, cell when we get Barry joke not bad Barry but Joker mm. Barry. Um, he could also be crying because of that, but also just because Batman stopped. You know, I mean, he didn't stop the explosions, but he saved a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, he got there in time to stop, as far as we know, anybody from being shot by the assassins other than Bella. And so, like, the aftermath of what he wanted his plan to actually be did not succeed. Okay. That was just what I was getting hung up on was, obviously, he was very upset. Things didn't go according to plan, but... That's, but didn't it you're getting yeah. renewal you got bella elected mm. like what you got rid of maroni like what's i don't know yeah, those would be so. my excuses or my reasons okay. um so a couple of comments this one is from they used the lamppost so bella uh riddler bella had the same kind of thing going on that bruce and gordon do one person works the legit side while the other one is free to be a loose cannon and do things that a lawful person can't do, but they mm. both lead to the same end. You know, I then this other comment maybe leads some credence to this whole thing. This is from Oceanic Egg Roll. Slight modification, and maybe you did mean this, and I'm misunderstanding, but Bella is working with Riddler, but she doesn't know it. Riddler was mm. hurting Batman the whole time. I could definitely see it as him manipulating Bella. I think she is a pawn to him rather than a partner as well. He thought he was working with Bruce the whole time and knew he was smart enough to figure out his riddles. But her, no way she'd know. Because I think some of the main points that I, I like in this one is that, again, killing the mayor so that she can easily come in. Bella setting up this, like, he had to have done a lot of prep for the guys coming that will go up into the rafters and do all, like, he would have had to have known what facility it is give them like the schematics on how to get up there like if this was a last minute oh we won we're gonna go have this party well you saw the poster up i think in like the first scene when he's driving through town with on his motorcycle you saw a poster up talking about election night like the oh, waiting the for the square garden yeah. yeah waiting for the numbers to come in you saw a poster there at the beginning of come be with Bella Villarreal mm. at Gotham Square Garden for election night returns. Okay. That's good. I but I, I do like that. what is it oceanic egg roll. I like what this mm -hmm. commenter put. I like that better of she doesn't realize she's working with him. There's some kind of like benefactor, some kind of anonymous donor, some kind of anonymous something that. Or maybe he's playing some character to her. Yeah. That, it very well could be maybe her. he was maybe he was doing books because he's an accountant maybe he was doing books mm -hmm. as part of her campaign on the side and like getting information fed in that way to help her mm -hmm. campaign or something yeah I, that makes yeah, a lot more sense to me that i was gonna say because if if we go with what the original user said then that would almost wouldn't that almost make her corrupt as well if yes. she were manipulating the system with Riddler and exactly. so that would defeat his whole purpose so it makes more sense like you were saying for him to just be manipulating her without her even knowing 
and yes. she still remains the good person, the the hero in the story. I don't get any kind of weird vibes from her at any point in the movie. No. She seems very genuine, like it, even in the scene where she comes up and talks to Bruce at the funeral. Because the the first part of this person's theory is that oh, she pr- clearly could have been an orphan with Riddler, and so that's why she hates it too. I don't really give much belief to that, but I think if we take his points and then loop in the person's comment to make that the theory, then I think we might be, might have something there. Right. I'll agree with that because I'm not going to be around the bush. She is from a a marginalized part of society. She's a woman of color. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and in this kind of city, it's obvious that um, the renewal project was aimed at upper class, wealthy white people. And yes, she would have felt the effects. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that she was an orphan like Edward, but simply that she was part of that marginalized society as well that was also negatively affected by the renewal project. And therefore, that's what fueled her drive. And so maybe it was the the whole thing of like nature versus nurture of she used a positive way to go after this. Mm. He went a negative way, but they still wanted the same thing. Yep, that's good. That's a good point. All right, so well, let's let me do this. Let's get our let's get our ratings. But as I said, with the criteria that we include oceanic egg rolls modification. So roll them together. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's go with Laura. If we go about it that way, I think that's even more genius. That makes us see Edward as having even more reach than they even imagine that they even can tell from what this the initial cursory search of his apartment that he actually he's infiltrated a lot more than just those what was it like they think there were like 500 social media followers it goes higher up than that and so i'm gonna say genius i think that this would make a great plot point in the next film yes i would love to see the impact of that yeah all right michael what you got based off of the original post when we were talking about it i was actually sitting somewhere between an unlikely and a plausible but with the addendum of oceanic egg rolls uh comment i i am with lara on this i think it's a genius because it just makes sense it, i can't really find anything big enough to poke into it to to refute the point so i think it's good yeah awesome because i think it's genius as well as i was hoping y'all would see my way um <laughs> But I just love this idea. Like I can, I have this concept of, of course, you don't know what direction they're going in with the sequel. But I would just love this right. idea, this whole reveal of her seeing this connection of, oh my goodness, I w- played a part in this unwittingly, and seeing that because I hope that they make her character more than just a reference point or something. I, I hope that because I like her character, I like the yeah. actor, and I would love to see her interact more, maybe with Bruce as he develops more of his more public persona but i would love to see that journey of her having that realization and then seeing how she deals with that yeah you know, I, think that, I think it would be cool to see in the sequel we have batman actually has the relationship with commissioner gordon mm-hmm. and then bruce has the relationship with her mm, yeah I like so that. He, he, he does, it's the same type of relationship it's just both sides of his personality yeah i think that's be cool. cool that'd like be that. so cool yeah well laura Spencer. Michael. Guys. It's almost time to wrap this episode up, but before we do, guys, I've got an awesome 
detail from the movies that I found on Reddit, uh, a secret detail you may have never noticed if it weren't for Fufa G. This is, he, he points out that in Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff's sister is played by Florence Pugh, who is seen holding a gun several times throughout the film. This is a reference to the sound a gun makes when fired. Pew, pew. <laughs> Goodness. I love it. Oh, gosh. What a way to end this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us for Fan Theory Queries. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. Join us next episode for another batch of genius, plausible, unlikely, and preposterous fan theories. Thank you.